0: All right, so um, good morning, everyone. It's great, to, it's great to be up here. It's a pleasure to be up here is what I usually say. And then I usually say something like, but that's a bare-faced lie, but it may actually be a pleasure at this. I think this is number three now, so it's maybe getting a little less, uh, less painful <laughs> to sit up here. Um, I thought I'd kind of dodge the bullet on this one, right, because I managed to get away through the summer without having to get paid for one of these summer series things, but uh, I guess you can run, but you can 't hide <clears throat> anyway. here we are um, and, and you know actually sort of in all seriousness, I actually do value I should say it quietly so that i don 't get keep on getting tagged, but but I do value the opportunity to kind of come up here and, 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 and do this mostly, I know it 's suffering for you guys, but uh, for me, I just find in these you know when I get stretched like this, or when I get put in a spot where it 's kind of uncomfortable it 's not my this is definitely not my cup of tea. Um, just a, just, a, just a deeper dependence on God, and I just think it's such a great thing to do to kind of put yourself in those positions. So I just encourage kind of my, have a bit of a policy with myself, right? Like if I get asked to do something, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure if I can do that, then I probably should do it. If I'm sure I can't, that's fine, but if I'm not sure, it means I'm going to have to rely on God a lot more. I usually say yes, and uh, it's been some good stuff happened there, so I encourage you to do the same thing if you get tagged. Um, but yeah, because I really, you know, not my strength, so... So why don't we start, I think, we'll just sort of cover this whole thing with prayer and uh, before we get going. So God, man, I just thank you. Uh, I just thank you for this. I thank you that we can gather together as a, as a community like this and, and just hear what other people have to say. God, I just pray that you would bless this time that we have here. Father, I I really want this to be a blessing for us. And so I know I don't got it, but you do. And so in you, I know just all things can be accomplished. So I just pray your blessing on this time now, God. I pray that that you would speak truth to your people here, that you would all the things in me that just get in the way. I pray that you would just kind of hide those and cover those over and just let the truth of your word just kind of strike true uh, this morning. I just pray your blessing on this time. Come, Holy Spirit, we just want you in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Okay, so let's get started here. Um, so usually, what I do uh, when I come up and do one of these things, I like to try and give uh, a little bit of background in terms of where the where the topic comes from. It's actually a, a trick to kind of ease myself into this whole process. So, uh, but so because because when when somebody when I get asked to speak like this, I don't get any guidance. And actually, it's a bit of a, a proviso or a caveat on this too. There's also no theological oversight. On this message, okay. So just as you always should, you should check all these things in Scripture. I just encourage you to do that. Just let you know, bit of a caveat there. Um, anyway, so so you know, I got to come up with something that's you know talk about. I get you get the standard advice, whatever's on your heart. And uh, and it was weird. Usually there is something. This time, it didn't seem to be. So I kind of I have this. I kind of have this habit, um, kind of a devotional habit where. I, I like to I often spend a lot of time, you know, walking and thinking and praying and, and I find you know, I find a lot of my time with God is, is kinda of that and uh, or you know, or sitting and reading and, and oftentimes some you know, some idea will come or there's some some thought process will kinda of get started. And so I, I try to be diligent and just kinda of write them down. And so I kind of have a store of these things. So, so if I need something like this, I just kind of go back. And it's kind of neat to, to have that record. You know, I guess it's journaling. I'm not much of a journalist, but, uh, but I do this periodically, and I, I just find it really valuable. Anyway, as I was digging back through, trying to figure out what I might want to talk about, I came across this one that I wrote uh, that came out of a home group uh, meeting. So the, the, uh, the, the home church, which we're at, the the horns there, um, which is starting up again, and really encourage you to, to kind of link in and tie in with one of those things. Um, but it kind of came out of that, it, the, just the question, just kind of, you know, you're just kind of chatting around the food and so on. It wasn't anything sort of planned, but just the question of how are we supposed to act around, you know, it was, I think it was around how are we acting around non-Christians and, and just kind of like, you know, you have people over for dinner and should you pray, you know, should you say grace or just, just that kind of stuff, you know. Like how do you, how do you not be, you know, bludgeoning people with your beliefs, but also being true and, 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 and you know, true to your beliefs as well. And uh, so we just had that discussion, whatever, and then the next day, I just happened to be reading, and this happens all the time, I just came across, a, you know, I just happened to be reading in Colossians, and, and came across this, uh, this verse, Colossians 4, 5-6, to 6. it says, uh, Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So again, I, I just, I, you know, it's the next day, it's like, it's not a coincidence, there are no coincidences, so I sat down and I just kind of jogged And the thing was, what really jumped out at me was this idea of salt, right? What does it say? You um, Let your conversation basically seasoned with salt. And this was about the same time, um, so we're going to talk about, hang on a second, let me just, I have slides and everything for you guys. We're going to talk about being salt and light, Okay you know, this, this idea of salt really kind of resonated with me at this time because how many of you guys remember, how many of you guys did the plan? Actually, show of hands, how many people actually tried this, the plan thing? There were quite a few. It was like a, it was a so you got an idea about when this, roughly when this was. We tried the plan. I, well, my wife and daughters did. We sort of got unwillingly dragged in with some of this stuff. And the thing that I'd been struggling with was this soup. There's this like soup that you have at the beginning. It's carrot and ginger soup. Is that right? It is, and it's gross. It's this tasteless, it's just really bland and quite horrible. And so I'd been, I'd been suffering through these planned soup for a little bit. And so this idea of being flavored, of being salt really kind of stood out at me, stood out to me, right? And I got this kind of image, um, I got this kind of image of you know, salt. You know, you're the salt of the earth. You know, kind of tied back to that to that verse. But you are the flavour of the earth, right? You you as Christians, we point to the fact that there is flavour, right? That there's that there's there's colour, and and then the, you know, I, I got another one of those images, which was uh, maybe you guys have seen like the the black and white picture, and you've got the the red double decker bus or something, right? And it's just kind of this little splash. The one that I actually picked uh, when I wrote my little little note to myself, was this, right, so, well, it's not very bright, it's not very compelling, it's much better on the screen here, Um, but basically, it's black and white, and then there's just this thing of color that just kind of is in the landscape, and again, I just had this strong sense of us being like that in the world, that we are these splashes of color, these kind of, these points where God breaks through, right, these points of the kingdom coming, Uh, so anyway, I kind of put that off to the side, Recently, I've been reading. Excuse me. Um, recently, I've been reading uh, N.T. Wright's new book, uh, which is called *The Day the Revolution Began*. Which is a really good book. A little bit. It's a little bit heavy. Um, but anyway, the, the, kind of the message there is he's he's reconsidering the story, of or sort of reframing the story of Jesus' death on the cross. Kind of arguing against this Platonized version of you know Jesus died for my sins so I can die in and go to heaven and more kind of putting the idea forward that you know what Jesus did on the cross like that's true there's truth to that but it's more like you know Jesus defeated the powers of evil and became king like he is reigning now and and basically is he's not abandoning this creation project he's redeeming this creation project so when we you know at the end it's not just it's not just we that get redeemed it's the heavens and the earth get get kind of pulled together, right? There's this kind of this idea of the kingdom come now. And and, and he talks about our vocation, right? And, and you've probably heard this kind of the, this royal priesthood, right? But basically, we are uh, as was intended to be. So, God's original plan was that that we would be kind of his stewards in creation, right? So, God chooses to be reflected into creation through us and then have creation kind of reflected back to him through us. And we're kind of that we're kind of that conduit or whatever. And that that program, that project went badly wrong, <laughs> you know, when, when sin entered the world. And that, but he's recovering that, right? And so we are basically, it's this kind of idea of being temples, right? So the, the verse from Corinthians, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Um so it kind of it, that kind of linked back again to this idea of light. Like we are so the the, the actual that, the verse about the salt continues and says, so it's reading from Matthew five fourteen to 16, you are, so you're the salt, but you're also the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house, in the same way that your good deeds shine out for all to see, so everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So what I wanted to kind of do this morning was kind of pull those things together and just talk a little bit about, about being salt and light and what that looks like and the importance of that maybe we 'll just start with the importance because it 's played a significant role in my own walk, and just kind of I just think there 's incredible value in recognizing that role that we play as, as again these kind of points of contact between heaven and earth, right these places where heaven or the kingdom breaks through um, and again, it really, it really blows my mind that this is god 's plan it seems like a bad plan right to use to use us in that way right because we 're broken. But he, God is so, is just obviously really committed to this idea, this creation project, this human project, this idea of using us, you know, to, to bring things about on, on this earth. And 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 that's kind of, you know, there's this idea that what we do matters, right? Like, it's important. It's not just, we don't just, the, the, the one that Wright always talks about, is like the idea is not that we just, you know, you get saved, you hunker down, and you just wait for the rapture, and it's all done, right? You're whisked out. and Like, there's work to do now. Jesus is, the kingdom of God is here now. <laughs> and we are, we're kind of, we're kind of the, we're the people that kind of bring that, like, we're bringing that into, or we, we're, we, we're, again, it's this idea of being conduits, right? We're the places where that, that kind of kingdom is allowed to break through. Um, I was, you know, as I was kind of digging into this a little bit more, um, I, I came across this great quote. Because again, this is kind of an—it it's, it's, should be exciting. It's, it's incredible that that God values us to that degree that He's willing to go to the extent that He has to kind of continue this this human project. Um, but it also should be very daunting, right? Because I don't know about you, but I don't know how great a job <laughs> I'm doing at this—you uh, know—in this in this role as as kind of uh, um, in this kind of you know. Again, like as a, as, a, as a temple. I'm not sure I'm a very great temple. So, um, I came across this great quote by uh, uh, Sheldon Vonneken. Uh, you guys know him. He wrote A uh, Severe Mercy. Uh, he was kind of co- uh, same kind of time as C.S. Lewis. And, uh, interesting, interesting guy in himself. But he wrote this, and I think this is just so true. So the best argument for Christianity is Christians. Their joy, their certainty, their completeness... But the strongest argument against Christianity is also Christians. When they're somber and joyless, when they're self-righteous and smug, in complacent consecration, when they're narrow, narrow and repressive, then Christianity dies a thousand deaths. And and again, like it just seems incomprehensible that God would entrust us or incredible that he would entrust his reputation to the likes of us. And again, it shows that that kind of level of, of commitment. But it, again, we have... It should weigh on us as well. We have—it's really important what we do. You know, we live in a broken world, and and we're basically kind of this idea of being flavours. We're pointers to something better. Um, you know, the world is a cold place without God. Uh, you know, there's a—I mean, you know, there's just this kind of sense of there's a kind of a hopelessness kind of that kind of is pervading, uh, just kind of like the, the kind of zeitgeist these days is kind of one of hopelessness, sort of this postmodern or even post-postmodern kind of understanding. You know, there's, you know, all the wars and, and refugees and rising nationalism, climate change and all of these things that, and again, I don't want to get into any of the politics of that, but, you know, where you stand on that. But the point is, there's just this kind of overall sense of just kind of this, you know, of kind of hopelessness. And there's, you know, we have this kind of underlying ethos or underlying philosophy of secular materialism where, you know, and we're exposed to this, you know, we're exposed to this in school, we're exposed to this in the media, you know, it just kind of comes in, you maybe don't go seeking it, but it just, it's there. It's kind of this underlying philosophy of, um, you know, there's, there's no truth. There's no absolutes, there's no absolute values, there's no ground for morality. You know, at bottom, it's kind of, the whole thing is pretty hopeless. Uh, There's no meaning, you know, back to my analogy, the soup is, is bland and tasteless. And into this, we kind of act as these pinpricks of light, right? These beacons of hope. You know, there's more, there's more to this. There is flavor, it doesn't have to taste like this. There's hope, there is truth there is justice right your value this your value is not tied to what you can do your value is grounded in something bigger and again right this idea that, that there's there's more there's there's this color and you know we we should be kind of giving that sense of hopefulness like in our hope should kind of spill out that hopefulness should kind of spill out you know, in our kind of opposition to the way things are, and I don't mean by opposition to the way things are, sort of, you know, angrily opposing, but just sort of in in who we are, just in our, in, in just in what we believe, we we kind of live out that that grace and truth of Jesus. Um, talk maybe a little bit more. Actually, that's kind of the next the next kind of section about you know how that how that does kind of play out, how that looks. But I just want to talk about. But this is really important to me because this was a really important, I'm, I'm kind of keenly aware of how important, you know, this is in terms of drawing people, drawing people to God. Because it was a big part of my own story. Um, you know, the, the the one that stands out particularly was my uncle. Um, so, you know, just kind of, and, and I bet you there are people in your lives that you can say the same thing about that was just that guy there's something. There's something else about that guy, like it, you know. And you couldn't point to something specific, like he says prayers really well, or he doesn't, or he's, you know, he's this or he's that. It's just his whole character just pervades. It, it just he just reeks of Jesus. And uh, I, and in fact, I love that kind of that that that. Um, that that image of just reeking of Jesus. Have you guys? How many of you guys have read the Screw Tape Letters? C.S. Lewis Screw Tape Letters. So maybe you guys remember what I'm what I'm going to reference here. Hang on. It's talking is hard work. Um, <clears throat> so there's this one point. So the whole the whole premise of the Screw Tape Letters is it's letters from a senior devil or senior tempter to a junior tempter. And he, they have he, the junior tempter has a patient who's a christian right and and it 's and, and it's sort of advice from the senior devil to this junior devil about you know effective ways of tempting and, and how you can kind of undermine and so on, pull them back from the kingdom and whatever but there 's this one part where the patient um, has fallen in love, and screwtape, who's the senior devil is, is rather angry with Wormwood, the, the junior tempter, about the situation and and, 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 and i 'll I'll just kind of pull the quote up. Uh, you know, when he d- basically when he describes this family that the patient has now got himself tied in with. Right, so, this, so then, of course, he gets to know this woman's family, this woman he's fallen in love with, and the, and the whole circle, and they're Christians. Could you not see that the very house she lives in is one that he, never, he, that he ought never to have entered? The whole place reeks of that deadly odor. The very gardener, though he's only been there five years, is beginning to acquire it. Even guests after a weekend visit carry some of the smell away with them. The dog and the cat are tainted with it. I, I just... And that's my uncle's place. Like, and I haven't... been, And, you know, it, it's just incredible how... You know, my uncle is the one that really stands out to me. But there are others, you know. I, I can remember pastors and I can remember youth leaders and things like that that just... When you're trying to make sense of the world and you're trying to understand and you you know, it, it almost makes it impossible to hold this view that it is this flat, empty, meaningless existence because they're these people that you respect and you you know they're not you know they really believe what the, what they say they believe. And it and and it's not just they say it, but they live it. It just oozes out of them. It's like a smell and, and this kind of um, almost contagiousness of it. Right, like my uncle's house is just same thing. You could just come out of there in a different. You just come out of there different than when you went in. And again, you couldn't point to anything specific about it. It's just, it's it's just that family. They just they just love Jesus, and it's just so obvious. And uh, you know, and and, it, and that was like when I was wrestling when I was wrestling with faith. Those ideas, those those people that were. Played a very significant role in terms of me kind of processing that, and, and just not even allowing me to to settle in that in that false truth, right? Kind of driving and driving me to uh, that truth. And what did they do? That he didn't really do anything. I, he certainly didn't sit me down and say, Simon, you should, right? It, it just it, it just came naturally. And, uh, and I think that should be an encouragement to us as well. I take it as an encouragement. I, I don't think my uncle has any idea. You know, I really ought to tell him. I really ought to tell him and encourage him like that. But I don't think he really knows. I, I, like, I don't think he appreciates the, the significance that he had on my, on my life, on my walk. And it's significant, right? It's, it's, it's an incredible thing. So I just I want I to encourage us <laughs> in, you know, when we're, because oftentimes we can feel impotent right and and this whole the way christianity kind of works it's not a it's not about power it's about you know it's 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 not meek but it's it's humble it's the least will be first and 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 again i just want to encourage that that living that out impacts it makes it, it's 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 incredibly powerful it's incredibly powerful so when we talk we'll talk actually let me see where we are hang on a second Okay, that was okay so what I <laughs> what we'll maybe do now is uh having having talked about how important it is just maybe a few words about you know kind of what it what it looks like right you know where are we sorting light we're sorting light everywhere right we're sorting light at work we're at home at school always and and you know what does it look like and we've, we've, we've kind of talked about this kind of I don't like passive, <laughs> but it is, it's basically just kind of living out the grace of Jesus. It's loving your neighbor. It's not paying back evil for evil and so on. It's not perfection by any means, but it's, 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 it's kind of like a seeking after holiness. It's a taking it seriously, right? And it's, you know, it, it's kind of like, it's basically allowing people a window, allowing people to see the Holy Spirit working in you. So again, it's not you, It's but it's allowing the Holy Spirit to do His work and just not hiding that, right? Like allowing that to shine. Um, it's, it's, bringing, um, it's bringing like a, a gospel-shaped, it's bringing your gospel-shaped understanding um, of things into every situation. So for example, when you're working, you know, it's, it's answering the question about, you know, how should we be, you know, dealing with friends and so on. It's, it's it's just kind of just living these truths and and taking these truths seriously and and the beauty of it right is y- y- you know it speaks to people even without you having to actually say anything and in fact it 's even more powerful i think in some cases when you 're not saying anything um, and 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 you 've probably experienced things like that like for example um, like there are certain I, I try to live out quietly out loud, I try to live my faith at work, okay, so people know, people know why I go to church, people know I'm preaching this Sunday, um, you know, just because you ask me what I'm doing this weekend, and I'm spending my whole Saturday closeted up in a room trying to figure out what I'm going to talk about, so anyway, but, you know, it comes up, and so, you know, you're sitting at lunch, for example, and you can see people put f- filters on, but not they're not negative filters, they're just like, we're not, we, not going to tell that story because Simon's here, or... You know, you know, it's just just this kind of, and and it's sort of a, again, it's not like, you know, Simon just can't handle that. It's just we don't like telling stories like that because it just, you know, it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel good. There's kind of a sense of this, kind of conviction, you know, kind of like that Romans talks about. So there's, you know, in Romans I think it's one. I think it's Romans 1, I didn't write it down, but 19 to 20, you know, for, you, and this is a famous passage, right, for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and his divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and things that have been made. So they're without excuse. You know, I always kind of struggled with that idea, but but re- in reality, it's true, and you can see it. It's just like, you know, it's just something that just doesn't feel right about doing that in that situation, and and it's not, you know, you don't have to say, I, I I've listened to those stories. I just sit there. I just, I just not, you know, I won't respond or whatever. It's, you know, it's just kind of awkward, actually. And and uh, again, I not You don't have to do anything. It's just, you know, just kind of live, you know, seeking holiness with uh, genuineness. Um, so yeah, again, like we're just kind of the idea is just allowing yourself to be this mirror, right, to just allow God to be reflected in you. And again, the beautiful part of reflecting is it's, in this case, it's kind of passive, right? Like a mirror doesn't do anything. It just sits there. The source of the light is not you. The source of the light is is God just reflected through you. And, and again, this incredible, just this incredible calling that we have to do that. But the, the beauty of it, too, I just love it that it's so simple, <laughs> It's also it's so hard, but it's so simple. Just you know, it's not in you. You don't know how to do it. You just gotta, you just gotta be the mirror. And, uh, and yeah, and that's the idea. Um, th- you know, the one the one thing that jumped out at me because this passiveness is kind of you know I, I don't want to overstate the passiveness. There's this you know there's this famous quote that is attributed to Francis of Assisi, but I'm, it's not really not really known whether it was him who actually said it, right? But he says, preach Jesus, if necessary, use words, right? And that kind of captures the spirit of this, but sometimes it is necessary to use words, right? You you know, and... and so yeah, that's I. I don't have much to say about that except sometimes it's necessary to say words. We have to be careful about how we do that, right? We have to be careful about how we engage in that in that kind of thing. Should be done very prayerfully, I think. And but sometimes you have to, if you know, if it comes down to it, you have to stand and you have to make your stand. And the other thing too is, you know, we 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 we're, we're kind of required to do that. I know I had a I had a. I had a scripture about this somewhere in here. Here we go, right? So you know, we're required. There's this famous scripture from First Peter, right? Uh, you know, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks to give you the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. You know, lots of times what this does is people are curious and they ask. And when somebody asks and you have to answer, right? And uh, and 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 maybe we, that kind of leads us into the into the last little part here, which is guarding about against becoming unsalty. Because that 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 um, the verse that I read uh, earlier about uh, being the salt of the earth, of the world, um, that it carries on to say, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. So you know it's it's. You know, there's there's a way that we can become unsalty, and and, and that's actually kind of interesting because salt is salt, right? Salt is just a, a chemical compound. It's just salt. You can't unsalt salt. It just it, it's salt. So when it talks about becoming unsalty, um, what it's kind of getting at, I think, is diluted, right? Like it's possible to take the saltiness and dilute it, right, with cutting cutting something else in with it. So, for example. Uh, for you cocaine dealers out there. Um, if you take your cocaine and you mix it with, uh, what do you mix it with? Baking, baby powder, or any cocaine dealers? Okay, well, some other kind of white, there was a test. Yeah. <laughs> some other kind of substance that you, looks like cocaine, you cut it, you split it, you get twice as much, right? But it's, 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 it's diluted, it's not the same. Maybe cocaine wasn't a great example. It's that, <laughs> Maybe I, that was probably pretty late when I came up with that. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> Strike that from the. Uh, okay. Anyway, but but the same thing can happen with our saltiness, right? We can cut other stuff into it, and I think usually what happens is it, it comes from this place of, it comes from an honest place, right? Like we just don't want to be disturbers, right? We don't want to. We don't want to cause. We don't. We don't like conflict, right? We want to be liked, and in some cases. That's just, not, that's just not what you get to do, right? Remember that Jesus said, right, if they hated me, they will hate you also. And so we kind of need to recognize that, you know, we need to be, this whole idea of taking holiness seriously, taking this thing seriously, sometimes you have to stand and you have to, you, you have to take your stand and you have to say. You know, when somebody asks you about the hope that's in you, you've got to tell them about Jesus, right? And they may roll their eyes and they, right, and, or you know, have a lower opinion of you or whatever it is, but you have to. You you you, you got to say the words. You got to you got to kind of step into that. Don't allow yourself to become unsultified, right? You want to keep your keep your purity. So, I think, yes, yeah. Actually, like that. Uh, it's it's basically just being true to the gospel of Jesus, right? And I think we can kind of see I have this other idea in my notes here about. You know we can kind of see that in some of the churches there's been some interesting studies done right around churches that that sort of preach a robust you know honest gospel that they're not they don't shy away from the the gospel are proliferating right and and if as soon as you start to try and change it as soon as you try and start to kind of adapt it to culture as soon as you try to kind of squeeze it and lose you know the truth. It becomes it becomes unpowerful. It becomes diluted, and you see the you see the results. So, anyway, just a just a caution. I I, I forgot to I was going to do a proviso at the front there because you know when you do these talks, I I just want to tell you that that I I feel rather inadequate <laughs> to be doing this, and and you know in that spirit of kind of the the. The, the spirit of kind of sharing—it's much more about sort of sheep to sheep, you know. As C.S. Lewis said, right? You know, uh, it's just kind of comparing notes. And, and frankly, when I talked about the value of of doing this kind of thing, you know, I'm preaching to myself, right? I mean, that's you know part of the value of doing this is just to, is is the learning and the and the kind of conviction that you get yourself. So anyway, long story short, stay stay, stay salty. Um, so let's just wrap that up. I mean, I think. I just want to encourage us, I just want to encourage us in this to embrace the truth of who we are, right? The importance of the role that we play. Um, it's exciting, it's daunting, but, but we are a chosen people. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Right, that we may declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. So I just want to encourage you guys to go and be lights, be sought to a flavorless world, shine his light into a dark world, be a beacon of hope. And remember that it's not you that does it, but the Holy Spirit in you that can do this. So go in his confidence and go in his strength. Just, i just close this out in prayer. Father, I thank you for the incredible the incredible role that you have for us, the incredible calling that you have on our lives. I thank you that 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 you didn't give up on this on this project, and that you call us to something just beautiful and incredible. And Father, I pray that you would give us the confidence to go out and just live that. Would we live your gospel? Would we live the good news of what you've done in us? I, I just pray that you would shine through us. Let us be those, those reflectors to reflect your glory, your beauty into creation. Let, us, let people see us and just desire you. And would you just be glorified and get all the glory. Bless all of these beautiful, wonderful people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's it. You may be dismissed.